0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to Life Church Podcast. We hope you are encouraged, challenged, and most of all, we hope it brings you closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. I got a problem, though, as we finish up our offering this morning. Uh, I think there's something wrong with my dryer because after last night, my pants are tight this morning. I'm not sure what's going on, but I need to talk, call the Maytag man to figure out what's wrong with my dryer. We had a good time last night. For everybody that helped put that on, thank you, Georges, for hosting that. Uh, Elena and Kenneth, thank you guys. We had a good time good food. Everybody cooked and all that stuff. The kids were safe, as far as I know. Uh, And we had had a good time. I will say the best dressed uh, people that came in costume was Matt and Stephanie Williams. uh, By far. If you don't know, they came dressed as me and Brittany, and I thought it was just fantastic. I mean, they looked good. It, it look real good, you know what I mean? Somebody asked me uh, this morning if I inspired to wear the Bo Evans outfit today. This, this is who I am, y'all. Jean jacket and all, it's just who I am. Long hair, don't care, all right? Hey, if you got your Bibles, we're going to be in 2 Peter this morning. 2 Peter is a good book. It's a short book, but we're going to be in 2 Peter. We've been talking about so many different things. The last week was uh, some of the armor of God and, and just how we live this life and I kind of feel like today, Second Peter gives us some, some insight of what that looks like to live a godly life. Um, you know, we say this a lot, and I don't want to glaze past this statement, but I, I mean it sincerely, is, is this, is that the world needs us to not pretend to be followers of Jesus. The world needs us to not wear a costume that we're pretending to be a follower of Jesus, only to realize and discover that it's just, it's just a mask. It's fake. It's devastating to people's lives. It's devastating to your life if you live a masquerade. And it's really easy to spot these, these kind of behaviors because what is said from someone's mouth and what is lived out in their life usually don't line up. In church, there's too much of that happening within the body of Christ. And so today, I hope that you can walk away with something from 2 Peter that hopefully inspires you to continue on this path of Christ-likeness. That's our goal. When Jesus said, go and make disciples, he's saying, go replicate what I've taught you, who I am and other people. And that's our goal. Right now, it's extremely hard to be normal with how we do disciple making because there's so much happening with the pandemic and things like that but there's nothing, not even a global pandemic that can stop you from fulfilling the mission that Christ has called you to. You may have to Zoom, you may have to call or text, but there's some way you can connect with somebody. And you can't connect with everybody, but there's somebody you can connect with and pour yourself into and to help grow and, and learn to live and look like Jesus. Let's look at 2 Peter chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 3. It says, by his divine power... God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Let's just stop there for just a moment. You don't have to try hard. You don't have to produce anything. You don't have to create anything. It says that by his divine power, God has given you everything you need to live a godly life. So there's no excuse like, well, it's just too hard. You don't have to worry about that because because it says that God has given you everything you need to live a godly life. It says we have... Received all of this by coming to know him. So there's the benefit to saying yes to Jesus, to, to being saved, to being a disciple. We get to experience that divine power that gives us what we need to live a godly life. So as we experience we receive this by coming to know him, the one who has called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. God calls us by his excellence, by his glory, by his kindness, by his goodness. And says, Hey, look, I know you're messy. I know your pants don't fit because you're not eating right. I still love you anyway. Amen? Amen? Amen. Verse 4 says, And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. I like to get interactive sometimes. So I want you all to start thinking now. For those of you who get real anxious, I'm going to call you out, you know, in front of, you know, 13 people watching online. All right? I want you to think about for a second, though, in all seriousness, what are some promises that you know God has spoken over your life? Think about it for just a second. We got time. Cowboys don't play till seven. We're good. Some promises that God's spoken over your life. Here's one: He'll never leave you or forsake you. He has good things for you. You are His child, His son or His daughter. Sometimes life can get so crazy and chaotic that we can forget about those promises. We can forget about the promises that God has given us. They're great and they're precious, this translation says. He goes on to say in verse 4, These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature or uh, to to respond to um, and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So what's so great about God is not only does he give you what you need to live a godly life, he also gives you the escape plan to avoid all the traps of the world or the devil. We said last week we, we, we're not fighting against people, right? Not flesh and blood enemies. Not the people who annoy us and tick us off and come at us every day with something new. We're not fighting against those people. We're fighting against a ruler of an unseen world, a, a, Evil forces that want to destroy your life. So, God's saying, I'm, I, The promises I've given you help you. It helps you share in His divine nature. We get to be participants in God's divine nature. The same God that created the universe. The same God that's throwing asteroids by Earth and freaking scientists out. The same God that causes rain to fall and trees to grow. The same God that sent down Jesus to die for your sins, to give you life. He's given you power and promises so that you can share in his nature. You can share in his nature and you can escape all the junk of the world. You don't have to be prisoner to all that stuff. Verse 5 says this, says this, In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Let's stop there for a second. You've got a part to play. We say this different ways many different times, but God isn't like throwing things in your lap and saying, Here, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the gift. There's some some parts that we have to play in our life alongside God's part because God is going to do his part every single time question is, are you going to do your part every single time? Make every effort to respond to those promises. And then he goes on to say, supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. Live right. Do right. Have some morals. Treat people right. Live your life right. He says, and moral excellence with knowledge. Knowledge here is not talking about knowledge of salvation, but just the wisdom of God. Like, As we learn to live right with our morals and our godly character, we we get some knowledge that comes from heaven that helps us see the way God sees. We get wisdom from God. He goes on in verse 6 and says, A knowledge with self-control. Lord knows I need some self-control when it comes to bluebell, But you know what? I'm working on it. But self-control. When you have godly wisdom, the knowledge that God gives you, You can have self-control. It's a fruit of the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit, it's going to manifest in your life. You're going to have self-control. And then when you have self-control, you can partner that with patient endurance. Some of y'all are running some races right now that are very, very hard. You're struggling through some things that are very, very hard, and some days it's hard to wake up and want to keep going. I don't know how you do that without the Spirit of God in you. I don't know how you get up every day and want to put one foot in front of the other with all the junk that we have to deal with without the Spirit of God. I'll tell you what, you can look at people who don't walk in the Spirit and you can see exactly what it looks like. The world falls apart. Depression, Depression, anxiety, fear. They're chained down by that stuff. We have patient endurance as our, as our faith builds, our faith grows, and patient endurance with godliness. With godliness. We can't build character once we die. We do that right now. We learn to live righteously and, and godly right now. Verse 7 says, and godliness with brotherly affection. That's you and I, body of Christ. We've got to treat each other kindly. The world says, the world will know that we're, we're followers of Jesus by our love for one another. The word tells us. How often do we hear about the church drama where somebody's mad at somebody else and we ain't talking to him? Right, Bellar? That ain't you. But, you know. We get mad at somebody. We're going to worship. You're worthy of it all except for that guy. It happens, but listen. He's saying, Look, I've given you promises. I've called you to live a godly life. And part of that means you've got to love your brother and sister, the family of God. We've got to be tight because we've got enemies that are coming against us every moment of the day, wanting to destroy us and, and break us apart and get the sheep to find some greener grass somewhere else and devour them real quick. That's how it works. And it says, brotherly affection with love for everyone. So not only do we love each other, we got to love everybody else. And that's hard. (laughs) It's hard to like some people, much less love people, right? That's what he's calling us to do. We arm ourselves with the armor of God. We put all this stuff on. We walk out in this. We walk in the promises of God. We sing a song, standing on the promises of God, right? We stand on that. We live on those things. Here's what I want to challenge you with is write down some promises of God and stick it on your bathroom mirror when you brush your teeth in the morning. Remind yourself of those promises because it's easy to forget what the promises are and when you don't know what the promises are, you can't walk and stand on those things. Then you forget who you are. Then you're walking around defeated, chained down. God's cause to live victorious with power, with his promises, a godly life. Verse 8 says, The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're not growing in this in these things, you're not useful. You're not being productive for the kingdom. That's, that's hard. I don't grow things because I can't. But I know if you're not growing, you're dying, right? God's called us to grow into this godly life, this this kingdom life of experiencing his nature, his divine power, his knowledge, his goodness, his promises. And then we're productive and we're useful as we do that, as we grow in that. Verse 9 says, But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind. Forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. Man, that's, we just had a conversation this morning. We're talking about this. How we sometimes get stuck in the testimony of yesterday and we forget what God's doing right now. That I'm not going to, those sins were yet, that's fine. I overcame some things, but I'm no longer going to keep tagging it on to who I am. I'm a saint now. I'm cleansed. I'm new. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm not staying at the cross because Jesus didn't either. He went to a tomb. He was raised from the dead. He he was brought back to life. He delivered us and gave us life, eternal life, the abundant life. If you fail to develop in this, you're short sighted and you're blind. So he says in verse 10, So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Again, going right back to where we were at the beginning, there's a part that you have to play. You don't work to earn your salvation. We don't believe that here. But you work because of your salvation. There is work that you were called to do because you are saved. And if we get caught up in the the day-to-day things of life we can easily, easily miss out opportunities to work out those things and and to show people, hey, I am chosen by God. Here's how. I really think that, I've been saying this for a long time, but I really think that God is calling us, specifically in Orange County, to infiltrate every single pillar of this society, this community in Orange County, from government to media to school districts to the marketplace to churches all over, neighborhoods. And not create some church service in the marketplace, but send disciples into the marketplace. That we're not trying to preach to people in the street corners because, you know what, that may have worked at one time, but it's not working today. Because you're not going to overpower the protest. But what you can do is you can get to know your neighbor, cook them a, a meal, break down some walls. You can go to school If you're in school or you're a teacher or whatnot, and not try to to preach to the kids, but just get to know where the kids are at and invest in them right where they are. You can go to work. You don't have to go preach and stand on a soapbox. Just get to know people and love people. This is really simple. And help them understand what it looks like to live a godly life. It's like, I don't have to be this crazy Kenneth Copeland televangelist. I can just be me with my jean jacket and love you and show you what Jesus looks like here on earth. We can get so forgetful and we can get so caught up in routine that we think we have to be in a church building to be the church, but guess what guys, this stuff is just temporary. We are the church and tomorrow we could be out of this building and then what do we do? What do we do if we have no AC, no heater, no cushy chairs, no TVs, no sound system. What do we do then? What are you going to do then? Pastor, where are we meeting at this Sunday? Your house. That's where we're going, your house this Sunday. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> you want to know the truth? I'd prefer we shut the place down. Because then it would force you to be who you're called to be. And not get comfortable in here. Your home is a sanctuary. Your home is an important place where God can move. You don't need me to do that for you. My job is to encourage you to do the work of the ministry. That's what Ephesians tells us. You're saints. You're ministers. You're shepherds. You're apostles and evangelists and teachers and preachers. Go do something with that. God's given you some gifts. Use them. Use them. Build character. Show people what it looks like to be, to be good, not be a stuffy religious person, but really be a, a, a real follower of Jesus who loves life. My brother-in-law is a pastor at uh, Sunset Country Club. He's there all the time. And the Lord said, For... You laugh but you know what? That is a perfect example of where relationships are built. Conversations happen. People are the walls are broken down because you're not focused on trying to be something you're not. You're just having fun with somebody you love and you get to talk about what's really on your heart and you can actually see some stuff happen there, guys. Start thinking different. This godly life he's calling us to, we have the power wherever we go. It's not just in here. We're, who's house? Who's hosting church next week at their house? I just want to know who's... <laughs> Rick's like tea times at three, baby. A oh, one. Oh, one, one, well, there you go. See, it's fun to be, be a follower of Jesus because you know what? Life is fun. We can have this joy inside of us that says, hey, I don't care where I find myself. I can still be effective for the kingdom. Why not have fun doing it? We got to start thinking outside of the church box that we've built here in America and realize that God has called us to go into the world. Go into the world. Don't expect the world to come here. They think we're fruitcakes anyway. <laughs> go into the world. He says, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Now, we're not going to get into some deep theology this morning about falling away and not falling away, but I'll say this. There's a part you have to play, and it's an important part. God's called you to do work. He's called you to go out and get your hands dirty, get some dirt under your nails. Go and invest in people. Find creative ways to do that. And verse 11 says, Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's a party waiting for you in heaven when your time here is done, when you're working hard for the kingdom of God. When you get out of yourself and you get out, let you go of your ego and your pride and, and the past and just be who God's called you to be, you're going to be effective for the kingdom. Because you're going to have what you need because God gives it to you. And he gives you that endurance, that, that knowledge, that patience, that self-control, that godliness, that affection, affectionate love. He, he's going to deposit that in you. And then you get to let that come out of you and your relationships and how you interact with people around the world, around your community, or the golf course. <laughs> full circle. We're going full circle. God is good, y'all. And he wants you to be good. God is love, and he wants you to be love. God is kind, and he wants you to be kind. And God doesn't want anyone to perish, but all to have eternal life, and you should want the same thing. So your challenge this week is to get up and go and do something for the kingdom this week. Do something for the kingdom. Write it down, celebrate it, throw a party, invite some friends over, but do something for the kingdom this week. Get out, get out of the, the church is on Sunday mindset because you are the church. And God's called you to get up and move. So with that being said, I want you to get up and move now. Stand up with me. I'm gonna close out in prayer. Father God, I come to you this morning. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, God, that you give us everything that we could need to live a godly life, that you give us a way out of the temptations that the devil, the world, tries to throw at us. I'm thankful, God, that we can find in you power and patience and perseverance. Lord, I pray for every single person in this room, every person watching online, that they are choosing to actively invest in their relationship with you. They're gonna be intentional, about their walk with you, and about how they are reaching out to people around them because you desire that everyone come to know you and have eternal life. I'm thankful that no one is too far gone to be saved by you, Father God. And I'm also thankful, Lord, that you have given us some work to do while we're here. I declare we're no longer lazy Christians, but we're proactive joyful followers of Jesus. Thank you for the hope that you deposit in our hearts, for the joy you put there, and thank you so much for Jesus because it's because of him that we have this life, that we have hope, that we have this ability to tap into your nature and look forward to eternal life forever with you. And Lord, if there's someone here who doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they make that decision right now in the name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, be with us throughout this week. Flow through us. We're asking for divine appointments, for, for heavenly insight, for godly wisdom, for open eyes, open ears. Thank you for your love, and I pray this today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you guys need some prayer, we'll have people that can stay behind and pray with you. If not, we love you. We'll see you next week. Go and sin no more. God bless you guys.